0: An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, Get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert road. So he got up and went. There was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch, a high official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to worship in Jerusalem and was sitting in his chariot on his way home, reading the prophet Isaiah aloud. The Spirit told Philip, Go and join that chariot. And Philip ran up to it, He heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you're reading? How can I, he said, unless someone guides me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the scripture passage he was reading was this, He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before its shearers, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who will describe his generation? For his life is taken from the earth eunuch said to Philip, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about, himself or someone else? Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus, beginning with that scripture. As they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? So he ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any longer, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip appeared in Azotus, and he was traveling and preaching the gospel in all the towns until he came to Caesarea. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue our look through Acts, and and in the three-year lectionary, Acts has kind of become our Old Testament for us in the sense of it's telling the stories of the faith, of the beginnings of the church. Uh, through the lives of, of Peter and Saul, and here Philip and, and Stephen and uh, others that, uh, that we look to for not only examples, but we also look to to hear them preach, to hear them teach, and then these stories of God's work to expand his church the gifts that he gives, and here we have the story of, of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. I think this is actually coming up for us in confirmation. Uh, it's a beautiful story, where you have this Ethiopian, where uh, tradition holds, for instance, that uh, in Ethiopia is part of where uh, the Israelites, specifically the uh, the Jews from Judah, uh, when Babylon came and took people into exile, there was a remnant left. In Judah and eventually they rebelled against uh, Babylon again and they steal Jeremiah away and the thought is first they go to Egypt and then they make their way down to Ethiopia And, and there's told of you can find people with Jewish genes in Ethiopia as well as also there's a history of Jewish presence there because of trading as well as because of the Queen of the South the Queen of Sheba that that came to see Solomon that the, the, there's an apocryphal story, that that is where the Ark of the Covenant ended up. Uh, it's, it's all this interesting history that me as a historian, I go, oh, it's so cool, even though there might not be any weight to it whatsoever. But here, there, there, there's weight to this, in part because you have this picture of a man who was a believer. He wasn't Jewish. He's, he's, he's defined as Ethiopian. And he's also defined as someone that is outside the promise, even if he were an Ethiopian Jew, because he's a eunuch. Because he's a eunuch, he cannot pass on his lineage. There's no heritage for him to continue. There's no name for him to continue. And that's a big deal, right? There, there's a reason why we have genealogies in the Bible. We want to, uh, It was important to be able to mark out who your father was, for instance, and his story would end. Right there. He would not be able to continue his story of his family, his bloodline. And so there's there's like this quadruple whammy happening here. Number one, he, he's not Jewish. He's a proselyte. He's, he's, a, he's a non-Jewish believer. He's worshiping the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, he's Ethiopian, meaning we can assume, uh, for instance, things about a skin color. He's a eunuch, meaning that he cannot continue on that promise as well as he is a a member of the royal household in the sense that he worked for Candace, where possibly it says that he is a eunuch and high official. Because he's a eunuch, there's a possibility that he's also a slave in that house, a servant in that house. He's not a freed person. And so he has this quadruple whammy that comes upon him. And then what happens? He's on his way back from Jerusalem. He's on his way back after worship. And he is completely puzzled. He's spending his time in the book of Isaiah, and he needs to understand what's happening here. Well, God sends Philip to him to bring him the gospel, to bring him the story of the fact that, for instance, this text out of Isaiah 53 verses 7 and 8, Philip would tell him, no, this is about Jesus, and tell him about Jesus. And the promise that comes through Christ, part of that promise, including baptism, right? Because eventually, after they get done teaching on this, they 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 get to the end and they and it's about time for the journey to be over. And like, well, there's some water. Let's get this thing done. I want, I want this life and salvation given in Christ that comes to me through something as ordinary as baptism a promise that is given to me as a down payment of what it is that God is going to do. I want to be put into the will. I want to be crucified with Christ and raised with him, buried with him in baptism and raised to new life. And so that happens. But Philip shows up first to teach, to proclaim, for, them to, for him to understand of what it is that is happening in this text. And that's Basically, the whole goal of why it is that we show up for church for anything, whether it's Bible studies, confirmation, uh, Sunday school, church service, youth group, whatever it might be, that is the whole goal, is for us to be able to open the scriptures and to know what they say, instead of going about our lives thinking we know what they say, we need to have Folks here, whether it's through through study Bibles, like I have one of my one of my one of my study Bibles open right now. Even pastors need notes and study Bibles and and commentaries and all those things. We have to learn from somebody who's learned from somebody who's learned from somebody. But in order to build us up, so that we can then teach you, as I said in my sermon on Sunday, uh, uh, if someone were to ask me why should we let you be a pastor, my answer would be no. You, you shouldn't let me be a pastor, <laughs> but but God has called me. And like Jeremiah says, I, I, I don't want to preach a word, but there's this burning inside of me of what I need to do. And that same thing being what it is that God calls into each of us here to open the word and to know what it is that God is saying. And part of that directs this man now, who's this quadruple whammy outsider, into the life and salvation that comes in Christ, especially through his baptism. And then he goes back to Ethiopia, right? And the story just goes from there. Ethiopia has one of the oldest churches in the world as far as bodies of believers. And, and by all means, we could imagine that it comes through someone like St. Mark, but also through this man who goes unnamed. He's only known as a eunuch, as, as this, this uh, Ethiopian official in this work that Philip does. And so we pray that God would do the same for us. That, that he would open the word, that he'd send somebody to help us know what the word has to say. But then also it would lead us to Christ. Lead us to the promise that God gives us so that we might be pulled out of what it is that makes us think or places us in an outsider position. So that we might know that we are insiders now because of Christ. Let us pray. O God, you give us your Son as the vine apart from whom we cannot live. Nourish our life in his resurrection, that we may bear the fruit of love and know the fullness of your joy. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, church, we will see you tomorrow. Go in peace, serve the Lord.